Welcome to ON, Cultivating Student Engagement in Higher Ed, a podcast originally produced by Dr. Katie Burkow, former Assistant Professor of Management Information Systems in the Accounting and MIS Department at the University of Delaware. I am the new host, Lauren Kelly, an instructional designer in UDIT, Academic Technology Services. This reimagined podcast will still provide teaching perspectives related to instructors and students, but will shift toward how technology and innovation add value to the teaching and learning practice. This podcast highlights faculty that are implementing really innovative instructional strategies in their learning spaces for their students and the individuals behind the support services that help them. Speaking of support services that help faculty and students, I'm very excited to have the UD Capture team with us today. The UD Capture team is part of Academic Technology Services, or ATS. The UD Capture team is responsible for a suite of tools that allow faculty and students to create and share videos. This tiny team has oversight and coordination of automatic classroom capture for in-person classes, a variety of recording studios, and a self-service platform for managing and sharing your media. They ensure that 200 classrooms are enabled for UD Capture classroom recording. It has been this team that upgraded central classrooms to include Zoom capability, which are called UD Capture plus Zoom rooms. These updates or upgrades make it possible for faculty to integrate Zoom meetings for their classes with all the equipment needed for the hybrid teaching environment. This episode focuses on taking a closer look at university-wide support that this tiny team provides and the ways in which it supports teaching and learning experiences. My guests for this episode are Javanya or Nova Harris, Frank Eastman, and Ali Pulowski. I am so excited to dive into this episode and have our listeners get to know more about UD Capture and what big things that this tiny team manages on a daily basis. Let's talk about this very talented team historically. Because there have been so many changes to this team this last year, there have been some losses of some great team members, as well as the addition of great new colleagues. So let's talk more about that. So Nova, why don't you get us started? Sure. Um, UD Capture, actually the beginnings started almost two decades ago um, when we were in um, the third floor of Pearson Hall in the studios and we were recording lectures and integrating PowerPoint slides using old um, VHS tapes and VHS tape decks. And we will, as the faculty member changed their slides, we would go and write down the time and then integrate that into our own little scripts. It will spit out something that some people may remember a real video. That became the first uh, major lecture capture system that we have for the university. After that, we looked around, we shopped around to see if we could have something that's more autonomous and something that we can have in more classrooms. We realized that the cost was way more than we were willing to spend, and we had the resources in-house to build our own. And so we thought about it and research and came up with scripts and different types of hardware and software. And we cobbled together the first UD Capture and it was a big hit. We deployed it over, I think it was 170 centrally scheduled classrooms. Faculty members for first kind of worried, like, why are you recording me? What if I mess up? And over the years and now decades, it's become more of a right than a privilege. People incorporate UD Capture into their lectures on a daily basis, and it is suspected for a lot of faculty to have it this function turned on. Wow. I guess I would get used to that too, right? <laughs> and what about you, Allie? You're newer to the team. Talk about kind of some of the things you've been exposed to with this small team. 
Well, yes, I was hired about two years ago. My background is more in uh, audiovisual and studio production, live event production, and broadcasting. So I've kind of taken on some of that kind of role where I would say, you know, I get really into the helping people with uh, the editing and the analytics parts. Uh, we have our studio here, which I think we're going to be making upgrades to that studio and trying to enhance the space so that people have um, a better space to record in and create and, uh, you know, expand what they think they can do with video and audio recordings and try to, you know, push them to the next level with what they can actually do. And Frank, what about you? I'm Frank Eastman. I've been here pretty much since the beginning. I remember sitting down and saving the time codes and integrating that PowerPoint with the talking head video and getting that posted online through the homebrew system that we developed into the current version, which we're using, taking advantage of the Zoom software with a uh, some of the capabilities that it helps provide for that. My primary responsibility as far as the capture goes is the hardware and integration into the classroom. I come with an AV background. I used to work with uh, University Media Services here on campus. So I really familiar with their setups in the classroom and how we can integrate our equipment to try to get the best recording possible. And Allie, I know you're newer to the team. Remind me what month again that you came to ATS to become part of the team. So that was uh, February 2021. It might be helpful to shed some light on how things changed in light of the pandemic for this team. So let's let's talk about that first. Walk us through what things were like for you when the pandemic started. What was that time like and how did it impact your team? How were you all able to kind of scramble together to provide emergency response teaching and to help with the continuity of learning at UD. One of the things that was really helpful for us and our team is that we had been promoting UD Capture, the use of videos in online learning since it started. And a lot of faculty members had backlogs of videos that we said, hey, you have these learning materials available already. You can go and create a 15-minute clips of and have that as part of like an assignment where you can uh, go ahead and use Canvas to talk about the clips or to use that to bolster other learning materials. We already has Zoom in place. So we said, hey, Zoom is another way of just recording video and you don't need to do a lot of editing. You can actually make sure you have, you know, five to 15 minute video recordings. And these are things that we have been telling them well beforehand of how to effectively use video in their classes. So by the time the pandemic was starting to be, oh, we are going to shut down. Oh, we had back to back for about a week, emergency conferences for teachers. And back then we didn't know it was a gathering that was spreading as opposed to touching. So we will sanitize everything and they will come to this room. <laughs> we, will give, <laughs> we will give them like quick and dirty, like, hey, you probably have a lot of videos. Uh, here's how you clip. Or here's how you share your videos among um, colleagues who may not have their own videos, but the subject matter is the same. And you want to use this to enhance your online teaching. And so us and the LMS team and the instructional designers, we all had sessions that we would kind of like spearhead this particular aspect of online learning or this particular aspect of videos and how to make sure everything was still accessible and how to make sure you're reaching students that may not, they may not be sick, but they may be caring for students who are sick or for family members that are sick, or they may be stuck elsewhere. It was unknown what the learner's environment would be. And so we were we were emphasizing the asynchronous that we have for video is actually a godsend. And so use that to the advantage of students being able to learn. Excellent. Any thoughts, Allie or Frank? 
Our former director, Paul Rickards, actually kind of saw this coming with the news and increase like that. And because we were early adopters of Zoom, our faculty were able to kind of quickly jump to that online model synchronously because they've already been exposed to Zoom. They've already been using it for, I guess, a full year by that point. And we also had a lot of great help in-house that was able to help them along the way. Yeah, it was really smart thinking to already have Zoom at that point in time to just kind of keep things seamless. Allie, you have something from my perspective. Um, so I didn't come, you know, when the before the pandemic or you know, really at the start of it. Uh, it was, you know, maybe a year into what was going on with everything. So when I started this whole interview process, I thought it was really fascinating because where I was coming from, this job was a job where I was doing. Um, live stream and broadcasting from a studio in general and broadcasting from a studio environment. So I was already accustomed to this way of life, I guess. Uh, And so kind of bringing that down to people who hadn't really understood that um, the live stream and using that in your classes and kind of having this simulive kind of environment is something that, you know, some people are exposed to in the world like I was, but then I come to this university and it's a whole new world, a whole new game that they're trying to figure out how to do classes online for Zoom. They're trying to do this asynchronous kind of model and hybrid model. So it was really fun for me to kind of jump into it and see what we could what I could take from my past experience and see if I could apply some of those things that I learned along the way and kind of help the hybrid community here. Well, it definitely sounds like you all have a nice mix of skills and strengths that have been really beneficial for all of us as a part of academic technology services. Because I know I come to you for support, other instructional designers come to you for support. And so we really make a great team. What would you say has changed for this team in the last three years? And what are you most excited or proud that you've accomplished within this period of time? Nova? One of the, the major changes that's happened to UD Capture is that we've incorporated Zoom in the classroom. And how this decision came about was that UD Capture, our homebrew system, was ending its span of life with the hardware that we've used. And we refreshed the hardware before once, I think five to seven years ago. So it was time for a hardware refresh. And we looked, we researched other out-of-the-box solutions from other companies, and none of them were able to fulfill the specific needs that University of Delaware had, as well as maintain the more or less hands-off approach that we have for UD Capture. Um, UD Capture, we have prided ourselves that the faculty member needs to do minimum amounts of diff- of extra work in order for it to work. They come to the classroom and the recording starts when it's the class is sp- uh, scheduled to start and it will finish when the class is scheduled to finish. And they don't have to do um, more than plugging in their laptop or any other thing that they will usually do. Most of these out-of-the-box solutions weren't as easy, weren't as user-friendly, and also the price was something that we would not be able to provide it for all the other classrooms that as we do now. So because over the pandemic, most faculty members have gotten used to Zoom, we worked with uh, top teams in Zoom, um, the Zoom is X, uh, who also wanted to have their own education platform. But they were they were not re- nearly ready. And so he's like, well, if we develop our own, um, you can see, because it's such a large uh, scale deployment, we were the first to deploy this many electric capture solutions. And I th- we're the few that still have as many electric capture solutions. We will be a very good use case for you. But in exchange, we get to have it, we get to have communication with you. If something goes wrong, we get to figure out some things together. And so they said, 
great deal for us. You go ahead and iron out all the wrinkles. So we decided to use Kaltura and uh, Zoom to work together with Canvas and all that comes together so that when the faculty member comes into the classroom, they can still use UD Capture for in-class and after-class, but also remote students can join it. Awesome. So you're basically saying UD faculty are very spoiled, right? They're well loved. <laughs> well, <laughs> well loved. Well loved. Well loved. And Frank and Allie, either of you want to talk about anything you're super proud about in this stretch of time since the pandemic? And even though we're still in a pandemic right now. Yeah, with uh, the recent upgrade went pretty quickly. We were able to replace all the hardware and all the central inventory classrooms within a couple of months, like a month and a half. I had a, a team of student technicians and a couple other technicians here at ATS that helped me. And we just canvassed the, can- you know, we just canvassed all the buildings and got the equipment out there in record time. Yeah, I don't think many people know how quickly you moved to do that. Well, since we uh, kind of left off on UD Capture plus Zoom rooms, let's talk about that a little bit more. Why this technology change? And can you talk about why it's better, how it's helpful to students and faculty? What does this mean for the future of all of the other classrooms? Noah, do you want to start? Or Frank? I'll go ahead and take <laughs> this one. Well, since the pandemic, there's been a kind of a mandate that we provide the ability for students to be able to take learn in person or online. So with the addition to Zoom that adds that synchronous capability remotely and working with our partners over in Classroom Technology, they've been able to help roll out cameras and microphones in the classrooms that's been tried and true and tested. So that was kind of the big push with the current iteration of UD Capture. Okay. Uh, I think I'd just like to add that, you know, the old system, it was homegrown and it was great, but it was limited in its capabilities um, compared to what is actually out there that we can, you know, sign up for a service for. And I think the old system comparatively wasn't as reliable. Uh, We were losing recordings of courses. Sometimes we could recover them. Sometimes we couldn't recover them. Um, And we were just encountering certain issues running into just daily operations. So I think a big push for the technology change while, you know, it's uncomfortable and nobody wants to learn something new. I even struggle with that too, you know, but it's worth it because what the system brings now is more features that make things easier. There are no more cables or adapters you have to worry about. Zoom really provided a reliability throughout the whole pandemic. And I think they really proved that to everyone. And so we're really confident in the Zoom room structure that really services our whole UD Capture classroom service. The other thing to note is that I don't think that most faculty and students are really going to notice a huge difference with it. I think we notice a big difference on the back end. It's a completely different setup for us. The end result for the user is really pretty much what it was before, but maybe a little more enhanced. It's easier to use and operate. We've had a very significant drop in our support tickets for lost or corrupted recordings. People tend to notice when things are going wrong, not when they're going right. So (laughs) I'm sure that if anyone has paid attention to that, they might have noticed, hey, you know, I'm not losing my recordings or bad things aren't happening to my recordings as much with the UD Capture Plus Zoom rooms. I think those are really excellent points, Ali, because a lot of times people don't know what's going on in the background. They don't really know what the inner workings are to make things happen. And Nova, to your point, you set them up very well. They're very well loved. So there's not much they really have to do in the classroom. It probably has a little sticker shock value to it when something is different. So 
yeah, of course you're going to hear from them when something goes wrong. Like you said, right? nobody wants, you know, a new set of instructions because it can look long and scary. Nobody wants to learn how to figure it out, but also you don't want to be figuring that out in front of a whole classroom of students that are, you know, watching you and you, you're feeling flustered and embarrassed. I get that because I open up a social media app and it changes where everything is and I get frustrated, but nobody's watching me get frustrated. So we <laughs> right. definitely understand that, you know, when we make these changes, it's going to be a shift and it's going to be uncomfortable. But we also know that we are here to support that and to help and to try to communicate as best we can. And if that's not getting communicated well, that's something we can improve on. We just need to know what our current state is. Classroom technology uh, offers um, help for faculty members who want to explore the technology in their classroom. And we are also part of that. We encourage any faculty member who wants to go and check out their classroom and has questions, like go do that, push some buttons, you know, fill things around, have the laptop that you want to use, bring that in um, just in case. But we're here to help. Very good. Thanks so much for offering that. We have like a UD Capture page as well. Goes into some information on the differences between the rooms, right? The UD uh, Classic Room versus the UD Capture Plus Zoom Room, what those rooms are and where they're located and what buildings and also instructions. Is that our website, UD Capture at udal.edu. So UD Capture Plus Zoom Rooms, we are slowly rolling them out for various reasons. One, because the technology isn't always available because of pandemic. So as we get the hardware in for the actual classroom, we're changing that over. And also we want to give faculty members time to adjust. Some people are still like, oh, I'm not ready for that yet. Uh, I want to use one of the classic rooms until, you know, I'm ready. And there are still classic rooms available. Fun fact, they all use Zoom. You just don't know it's all behind the scenes. So people who are like, I don't want to use Zoom. I want to use the classic. It's all, the background is all Zoom. Everything has changed over. This is the hardware on the outside that is different. And I want to say that there's over 600 courses using Capture right now. And our rate of things going wrong is very, very small. But we do understand if it goes wrong for you, it is big for you. And so we we are a small team, but we try to do our best to make sure all the recordings happen on time and happen well. And the audio is very good and the camera is good. And we are a small team doing a very big job. And I think our listeners will appreciate that. This is a very different perspective. This is more in-depth and probably the most people have heard about what this team does. (laughs) I think you will get a lot more appreciation when one thing goes wrong versus everything else in the future. Now, we've actually talked about a lot of different things, but this is really just only the tip of the iceberg in terms of the support that this team provides. So there are some other special projects that I know that you're working on that you are constantly continuing to help with the teaching and learning experiences for the UD community. So for example, technology constantly changes like we talked about. So UD Capture always has to keep up with changes with Zoom, for example. This happens behind the scenes regularly. I know this because I'm a part of this team with you all, so I get to hear about some of this stuff. Talk about maybe your latest work, if you can share a little bit more about Zoom. Yes. Um, one of the recent updates in Zoom, we, we try to restart our machines every week to clear out random memory that may be lost and that kind of thing, just to have a fresh start at the beginning of the week. And uh, well, one of the recent updates, a lot of the Zoom rooms have not come back up online. Saturday morning, I'll get a, about two o'clock in the morning, I'll get a notification between anywhere between 40 and 60 emails where the rooms have not come back up oh as we had gosh. hoped. So mm-hmm. then what I do is I spend my Saturday morning with a cup of coffee and remotely log into each machine and basically restart them again. And that's been pretty reliable up through now. Um, and we've also had some issues with some of the cameras, but we're working diligently with the Zoom support staff and, you know, they're tracking down the logs and that kind of stuff. 
So I've actually been, they've been really good as far as providing feedback. That's good to know. I bet a lot of people don't know that you spent your Saturday morning doing that 2 a.m. with a cup of coffee. I like that you added that, Frank. Well, I, I wait until <laughs> 8, but. <laughs> wow. And what about when the power goes out? What are some of the things that happen behind the scenes for this team? If the power, something as simple as the power just going out. Yeah, well, when the power gets out, we get close to 200 messages that the rooms are offline because they're no longer powered up and Zoom recognizes that they're offline and they let us know. And then at that point, it's a waiting game until the power does come back up and we can start to slowly see the machines trickle back online. And then again, if they don't fully come up, it's another remote login to see what's what happened. You know, did the power cycle multiple times rapidly, causing the machine to get hung up in a certain state, whether the Zoom software doesn't load again or it's waiting for a login prompt or there's an error message because the machine didn't shut down properly and it's not going to do anything else until you acknowledge it. Wow. I have a whole different perspective now listening to all of this. <laughs> Nova or Ali, either of you wanted to add anything about some of the behind the scenes and hiccups with updates? One of the, the fun updates that we didn't know about was that there are certain times the users can change their own settings. That was changing um, the settings for our UD Capture Zoom recordings. Oh, and, no. You know, <laughs> Yeah, that, that was fun to track down. And through all these errors and through all these bugs, we we're in close contact with Zoom, which was the benefit of, of doing this. They want they want to get to the bottom of this too. And they weren't traditionally in education. And so, so many things that, you know, we came up to with them. It's like, hey, for example, things are semester-based here, not, you know, quarterly-based. Uh, and they're like, oh, <laughs> you know. So for us to say, hey, we have a lot of Zoom rooms. And yes, we know an individual may want to change their settings, but they can't change the settings of the Zoom room because their mic will be off and they won't have any audio, even though they may want their mics to be off in a regular Zoom um, meetings. Not in these, they don't. And, and so we've we've been in close contact with Zoom and their updates. We're, we're asking, you know, hey, give a heads up on certain updates. And, and they're trying to work with us a little better on that as well. So you've, in a way, kind of been educating Zoom about the higher education sector yes. and what those differences are versus, I guess, kind of the corporate sector, so to speak. Yes, that's wow. the agreement. We have some other tools. For example, I help support Poll Everywhere. And in a lot of instances, we're doing that same thing. They work more on the kind of corporate sector side. And there's a lot of pieces within our semester too, where they don't realize, okay, you can't just do this update. And this is the beginning of our spring semester. So I completely understand because I'm really excited to share information about a pilot opportunity for partnering with UD Capture to build spaces for learners to curate their own learning experiences. So without sharing too much, imagine that students are being provided with the opportunity to develop their own learning profile to help inspire their own differentiated learning. More specifically, imagine as a faculty member developing your own learning profile for your course that might include a syllabus, assignments after lectures, or an authentic learning assessment based on that day's lecture or a pop quiz based on your next next lecture. Does that cover it? Or is there anything else that you'd like to share about the profile development as a way to develop differentiated learning experiences for students or differentiated learning materials for courses? I think everyone has at least heard about the excitement around AI and machine learning, and it is incorporating this. ATS has been looking into machine learning and how we can incorporate the vast amount of data that faculty members have created using UD Capture, using their own 
learning materials um, over the couple of the last few decades. We want for faculty members to be able to create design materials using the help of AI to benefit their learners and to use it as a tool to kind of alleviate some of the things that may happen when you're creating certain things over and over and over and over again. Uh, we're really excited about this. We've been in contact with the library, in contact with different departments in the University of Delaware. Everyone's extremely excited. Everything will be totally private and only accessible through the University of Delaware. There will be no information that will be going out there. That's one of the things that we're very adamant about, uh, privacy and security, and that faculty members will have the ability to steer their content and the ability to apply their content to their courses now to help them. And on the learner side, they will be able to have learning materials customized in the way that they may learn best. Uh, different types of learning fonts uh, can be different types of ways of learning. And uh, the faculty member will be able to help them and, and see, oh, my students love this. So let me make sure this is available to them. So we're all really excited. Stay tuned. Uh, we do need some faculty members who are willing to volunteer, especially ones who have used UD Capture in the past. But if you have not, then we also would like to see if you've used Canvas, we can also use that. So I think we need right, five to 10 uh, volunteers who are in different departments, have different teaching styles, who are interested in, in learning, experimenting with us. Well, I'm really excited hearing more about this and the development of it and think it's going to be great. I think we're at the end of our time for this episode. I want to thank you, Ali, Frank, and Nova for joining me and telling us a little bit more about UD Capture. I think we learned a great deal from this tiny team of three that we call UD Capture. We learned a lot about what they do behind the scenes for the UD community and all of the challenges that they face as a small team. The UD Capture team has given a call to action for their pilot for profile development. If during this episode, this pilot piqued your interest, please contact them at udcapture at udel.edu. That's U-D-C-A-P-T-U-R-E at udel.edu. Remember that space is limited. They'll be looking for five to 10 faculty from a diversity of disciplines. Hear us next time on this ATS podcast. If you like what you heard, remember to subscribe. And thanks again for listening to this reimagined podcast where you can always expect to gain ideas from the brilliant guests who will sprinkle their innovative strategies and add a little seasoning to your course design. Mm-hmm.